We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And because they used their timeout, they advanced the ball into the front court. They have Struess and they have Hero. These guys have been lethal from behind the arc. Vincent will inbound, quickly plays off the inbound, out of Bile, Butler, Struess, and Hero. In the hands of Vincent. Butler looking, get it in, Hero, corner, puts up a three. No good, and the Knicks hold on and win. Hero got a pretty decent look. But the Knicks win a thriller here tonight of the Garden in a much-needed victory, especially against the Miami Heat. Yeah, they made it bittersweet, stumbling, bumbling down the stretch, but they come away victorious. Getting too old for this shit. Getting too old for this shit. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you know, I... I Back in the olden days, like probably like the 1700s, it was probably an accomplishment to live to 40. I don't believe that's the case anymore. But, you know, I always I always call myself old school. So maybe the Knicks are trying to help me prove how old school I am by putting me in the ground before I turn 40 or I'm supposed to turn 40 this May. Um, boy, they've done a hell of a job of it this year, <clears throat> but a win is a win is a win, especially over that fucking team. Um, and when they did <laughs> by the skin of their teeth, mind you, by the skin of their teeth, if there ever was a win, um, they got it tonight against the Miami heat, uh, final score of one Oh six, one Oh four. Um, I am going to somehow <clears throat> try to encapsulate what we just I, I don't I could sit here for an hour and fail to encapsulate what we just saw over the final I, I don't know 30 seconds of this game. Um I I I'm flight frightened. I, I I'd like a flight to somewhere. Um I'm frightened to pull up the play by play for that that end of the game there, but man. Um Look, let's let's zoom out for a second. <clears throat> this is a big win. Uh, it was a big win. It was, I dare I say, a necessary win. And to this team's credit, 
every time you think, whether it's that their backs are against the wall or the vibes have gone to shit or both, oftentimes it's both, they find a way to pull out a win. First game, first two games of the West Coast trip, after that Oklahoma City disaster, they won. Even if you go before that and, and mention the Philly game where they were down by like 13 in the fourth quarter, you could throw that in there too. Um, the Cleveland game, obviously, after the Dallas game, um, the next Cleveland game that they won uh, after after the... Um, what was that? That was a losing streak, right? It's all mixing together, followed by the Boston game. And now this, it was only two straight losses. And obviously, they're still without Mitch. And that's the other part of tonight is like they were missing two of their, I don't know, you want to say they were missing two of their four best players? You want to say they were missing two of their five best players? I don't know. We could, those are some interesting conversations as we move along here. Um, someone who had been put to the back of that list recently certainly showed up tonight. Um, we'll talk about him. We'll talk about everybody tonight. But they were down two guys. The Heat were healthy, as healthy as they've been all year. And the Knicks needed this one. The vibes coming off that Laker game were really bad. And it was it's funny because in the immediate aftermath of the Laker game, I don't think it affected me that much. I was like, all right, it's a bad loss. It's a bad place down the stretch. The last play of regulation sucked. And then that post game really kind of woke me up to I was like, wow, this really bothered people. And then when I woke up the next morning, I was like, holy shit, that was a really bad loss. And then to think about the Barrett piece of it all and then the the Randall, the last play and not passing the Brunson, all of it together. Point is once it was announced that Brunson was was sick for this game, it was almost there was a part of me that was actually like, oh well now at least when they lose they'll have an excuse. But they didn't want an excuse. This team never wants an excuse. That's not what they do. They don't look for excuses for all the shit that's wrong with them. And God knows there are things that are wrong with them. They do not look for excuses. And they came out, put it to the heat, went up by 13 in the first half, lost it all behind a terrible bench performance in the first half. We'll get back to the bench. Nice rebound to end the second quarter, third quarter. Push uh, fell behind a little bit, but then pushed back ahead. And behind that bench, talk about coming back from the dead. Deuce McBride, Obi Toppin, Evan Fournier, Isaiah Hardenstein, I thought, for the most part, had a, had a really nice game. Really, really nice game. Um, and led by R.J. Barrett, um, because uh, Tom Thibodeau, I think, knew, um, you know, he, he knew we could trust him. And that's the big takeaway for me tonight. After what happened after that last game, when, when, when it was very clear to anyone who read between the lines, Barrett wanted, wanted everybody to know his displeasure about how that went down. For Tom to put the, the ball in his hands, somewhat out of necessity, but put the ball in his hands, and he put him, the ball in his hands all the way through the fourth quarter. Um, Barrett came up absolutely huge. Hold on, I'll get... He deserves to come out tonight. Was it a perfect game? Because when is it ever? But we got Crowen out tonight. I think Crowen deserves to come out tonight. Um, you know, it was a big performance from Barrett, and Barrett needed that big performance. But when is it ever simple? You know, when can we ever have that performance without a moment? And Barrett's moment tonight was um, when there were 52 seconds left and the Heat were up by, or the Knicks were up by three. And uh, he throws the ball to, uh, you know, the wrong guy uh, in Bam Adebayo and it's heat within one. Um, but then 
Interesting possession to follow. Ball found its way in Quentin Grimes' hands, and Quentin Grimes, we'll talk about it in play of the game, made the pass of the game for an Isaiah Hardenstein dunk. And then after that, there was a whole lot of tomfoolery over the next, oh, I don't know, 25 seconds? 30 seconds. No, it was 33.1 from the Hardenstein dunk. Well, no, I guess it was 25 seconds from the hero missed um, three. And then five seconds when Randall made the dunk. So it was really 20 seconds of madness. Um, yeah, 20 seconds of madness. And then Randall makes the dunk. They go up by five, five seconds left. Game over. I wake up my entire household. My wife comes out. She's like, I'm checking on you to make sure you're not drinking. You're taking Sudafed. That's a bad combination. I'm like, can't, can't do this to me tonight. I, I didn't take my nightly Sudafed yet, so I'm, I'm having my cocktail. I mean, come on. After that game, can you blame me? Anyway, five seconds left. They're up by five. What the fuck could go wrong? Well, for one, forget to guard the three-point line. I, I haven't gone back and rewatched that play yet, um, but that was the original sin. Um, letting, I think it was Max Struess, get open for three in a situation where three uh, two doesn't hurt you. I mean, it's not that two doesn't hurt you, but like two hurts you a lot less than three does. It was, yeah, it was Struess. And then um, <clears throat> Mr. Randall. And we haven't talked about Mr. Randall because I'm saving Mr. Randall for last. Mr. Randall, he does get the ball and he preemptively gets fouled, which is a new strategy. I think they haven't, they haven't, maybe the Knicks have been workshopping that one. Hey, guys, let's not put ourselves in a situation where they can maybe get a steal or we fumble the ball before they, know, they execute the foul and we give up possession and there is no foul. Let's cut out the middleman and let's just get fouled before the foul. Wise like a... What, what animal is wise? I don't know. Like a fox. Um, yeah. Didn't work. Uh, didn't work and he got one last chance and I with every bone of my body thought that that Tyler hero three was going in how he got so much room I don't for I'll just say it right now again great game from RJ Barrett wonderful offensive game had some decent defensive moments throughout the game not the right guy to be guarding that possession that that player excuse me not the right guy to be guarding that dude on that possession um, and you know, sure enough, when the Knicks went up 14 in the second half, it was two blown RJ Barrett coverages on Tyler Hero that got the Knicks or got the heat back in the game there. So again, not the right guy. I would have much rather, I understand why they wanted Grimes on, or I think it was actually Grimes on, uh, I was like Caleb Martin, but like they were maybe anticipating the switch, uh, whatever was going on there. But I think once they saw RJ on on Tyler Hero. I don't know if there was an option for that play, but I, I don't blame Miami. You know, and he got a clean look and he got a... And Julius, to his credit, Julius, to his credit, helped. Did the help matter? I don't know. Might have been missed anyway. But Julius helped and to his credit. And yes, I'm saving the best for last for Julius Randle. Two-time All-Star. Say what you want about Julius Randle. Um... God knows I've said a lot about him <laughs> over the course of his career here. Uh, much of it has not been nice. He's a New York Knicks two-time All-Star. Um, 
this franchise, you know, people actually make fun of the Knicks. Like, you know, when, when people call the Knicks one of the historic franchises in the league, people will poke fun at that because, like, why are the Knicks one of the most historic franchises in the league? They've won two championships in 76 years. Um, but the Knicks have actually had a lot of great players. They had a bunch of Hall of Famers that played for them in the 50s. Um, and then starting in the 70s, they had obviously one of the, the greatest teams of all time. But then since the 70s, um, and I think it was uh, Michael Aaron uh, replied to a tweet and reminded everybody earlier, and I, I retweeted it with the names of the players. Since in the last 50 years, they've only had before this nine two-time All-Stars or at least two-time All-Stars. Nine. That's it. In 50 years of basketball, they only had nine guys who were on the team that made two All-Star appearances in that in that 50 years. And if you think about it, like since Ewing, which is the last 20 years, it's only been two. And it was a trivia question tonight. Alan Houston and, and obviously Carmelo Anthony had, had more than two. Alan Houston had two on the nose. There has really been a talent deficit. And Julius Randle came here as the most glaring, obvious, no doubt about it, consolation prize, maybe in the history of New York professional sports. Um, not saying there weren't like worse players signed when a New York team couldn't sign a better player, but given the Knicks' plan to clear all that money and then, you know, um, do something with it. And they were like, oh shit, we got to find someone to take our money. And uh, I remember that night and I was, I cheered when I found out they gave Randall a team option because I don't want them to, to, to sign Julius Randall. And after his first year, I wasn't feeling so bad about that decision. Um, since then, two out of three years, NBA All-Star. And, and for him to do it this year in this Eastern Conference, and maybe it'll come up, I'm sure it'll come up later. We could talk about why he got in over um, one guy that I had as a lock, Pascal Siakam, and a couple other guys that I figured would have made it over him. Um, in James Harden and I thought I thought it would be probably Harden. I thought it would be Harden and, and Siakam over him. Um I didn't think Holiday would make it either. So I was wrong on that. But anyway, on that night, um we got the full Julius Randall experience. He came out for about five minutes. He was like, oh my God, are we watching the MVP? He scored uh or assisted on the first 14 points of the game. Didn't miss a shot. Great passes. And then Third uh, started going downhill. Third quarter, the very worst of Julius. And then at the end of the third quarter, oh, there's Julius making some nice corner kickout passes again. Good Julius is back. And then on the last play of the third quarter, uh, Julius Randall gets a palming violation, and the Heat hit a three uh, because he was too busy trying to wave off Miles McBride to pay attention to what he was doing. And like you know, we got the, the some more Julius moments down the stretch. But then again, end of the game. I would. We're going to talk about it again in moment of the game. We're going to have a lot of lot of candidates to go through. I can't wait for Andrew to come up here and help me sort through these. <clears throat> Julius Randle's pass to Quen Grimes to put them up by five with one fifty left. A lot of shit happened after that. I understand, but in the moment, in the moment, that play was just absolutely massive, and it was the last field goal. Um, no, uh, excuse me. It wasn't the last field goal. It was a few more field goals after that. But it was it was the one that gave them separation. It was the one that you felt like, okay, the Knicks are maybe going to win this game. And the Heat aren't going to come back and, and steal it from them. Because that's how it felt for most of the fourth quarter. It's a great pass. And that's this game was Julius Randle in a nutshell. It was the good, 
the great, the frustrating, the terrible, everything in between. Um, I've called him the most maddening player I've ever watched. Um, he might be getting that 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 title securely fastened once again. But uh, give him his credit, give him his props, give the whole team their props tonight. Again, to go out and beat that Heat team um, that started hitting some threes. And like they, again, he didn't give this game to them. They went out and won this game. So give the Knicks credit for that. Um, I'm sure we'll have some criticisms and things. It's not a perfect team, certainly not a perfectly coached team. There was, I'm sure some of the coaching stuff will come up. Although, look, give Tibbs credit. He, he did enough to win the game, too. Um, although, you know, as always, we have our, we have our quibbles. Um, and I guess before I move on, because I talked about RJ and I talked about Julius Randle, Quentin Grimes deserves his own little mini segment before we get to moment of the game. Uh, Quentin Grimes, 17 points on nine shots, three assists, four rebounds. Um, some people of late were worried that like Quentin Grimes, oh, what's wrong with Quentin Grimes? Did we overrate Quentin Grimes? Were we, were we too soon to anoint Quentin Grimes? Yeah, guess what? Um, one or two, one and a half like cold weeks. Not this kid. Uh, he's going to be just fine. And he was, honestly, I, I don't know if he was the best Nick tonight, but he was the most consistent Nick tonight. And I, he, I'm, he is going to be strongly in the running for my top, my three-star player. That may sound insane on a night when RJ went for 30 and, and Julius, you know, again, did some really nice things. I think I might have to give it to Quentin Grimes. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andrew, are you ready for moment of the game? Hold on. What? <clears throat> you know I love you, right? You think I'm crazy for giving Quentin Grimes? The three no, no, stuff? no. It's nothing to do with Quentin Grimes. You haven't okay. done something that. So look, we're gonna talk about the Knicks tonight. This is a roller coaster of a game, and like, there's a lot of good to talk about, a lot of bad to break down. And yes. as you mentioned at the top, you're right. Big, very big win, a much needed win. But can we take just ten seconds? And laugh at the Miami Heat. <laughs> heat culture. Heat culture. Listen, my man. ass, jabronis. What's up, Kyle Lowry? Now I see why the Heat fan base despises you. But he hit a big three. Give him that. Yeah, great third quarter three for your only basket of the night, Kyle Lowry. I enjoyed Julius or whomever taking you off the dribble every single time you were being you were guarding somebody tonight. Oof. Enjoy South Florida, all of you. And it's fine dining, okay? I know I'm not one to talk, but I'm one to comment. You you loved when the Nets all eight, the 87 fans threw the last uh, Claudio laughing for 10 seconds clip back in your face. Yes. If you think we're going undefeated for the rest of our joint <laughs> lives against this fucking team, you got nothing coming to you. I don't care. That's why I get in my laps right now. I, I hope you enjoyed your nap, Pat Riley, asleep at the wheel while this team that you've built is struggling to hold on to a six seed. Okay, let's do a moment of the game, John. Okay. Um, boy, I need you to talk me through this one. Okay. So. Let's so the the Grimes pass to Isaiah Hardenstein to get them to 106 points that has to be has to be there to get them to 106 points. Their last uh, oh okay yes. <laughs> so you know what I wrote down, John? What organized chaos to make it 106 101 because it was after the rebound well, no led to this and then that and it was the RJ pass that led to the Grimes sorry pass. sorry I misspoke I misspoke 104 I misspoke the Quen Grimes pass to get. Um, oh, to 104, 101. Let me extend this for you. Let me extend it a bit because okay. it's not just the Quentin Grimes pass. And this was my biggest takeaway. It was our biggest takeaway on the playback tonight, watching it with the casuals. So um, we've struggled to with watching the the end of the game offense this season. And a lot of it has been, if you look at the, the two-man lineups of Randall and Brunson, it gets way too much your turn, my turn, right? Yes. Well, because there was no Brunson, we saw a lot of variations tonight, yeah. right? And we saw 100%. a lot of multiple uh, switches where they'd pass out of a double to get it to RJ so he could take advantage of either Tyler Hero or Gabe Vincent. And that's like what we've been asking for. What I have for the 104-101 possession, John, is okay. five passes 
lead to an I part I heart dunk a five possess a five pass possession which we've been waiting for and that's why I, I absolutely have that one there and then I have that's, the the Quentin Grimes three is the other one to make it one hundred ninety to one hundred to ninety five I believe. Okay, so the Grimes three, the grind, the the five pass possession. By the way, the Knicks tonight, uh, twenty five assists on forty made field goals. That's a sixty two point five assist percentage. That's for this team. That's excellent, but that's good mm-hmm. for any NBA team. Um, so those are, and then you want to do, you want to do organized chaos for the third play. Yes, organized chaos organized to make chaos. it one hundred six to one hundred one. Five passes to iHeart makes it one hundred four one hundred one. <laughs> And then the, and listen, you hit, you just hit it. The Quentin Grimes, three stars, the huge three. Like that, that's the three he's been missing consistently. That's lately. the three. Yeah. Hard, um, Benji always talks about it. We need one of those. We haven't gotten yep. one of those. Well, guess what? We got one of those. Yep. Yeah. Shout out Quentin I, Grimes. Those are the I, three I, moments I have. Yeah. And I, I do feel bad um, not getting RJ in on any of the moments because there, there would be no moments of the game if RJ Barrett didn't hit bucket after bucket after mm-hmm. bucket down the fourth quarter. And I want to acknowledge that, but like in a game like this, it, it that's just the way it broke. So. I messaged Giancarlo, who is from the Miami heat beat. I messaged him right after the game where we're still uh, civil, even though what he messaged me was, you see why heat fans despise Kyle Lowry. And I was like, and you saw firsthand the RJ Barrett roller coaster gave Tyler hero 30 points key turnovers and some defensive breakdowns throughout the game. He was a net positive today though. They don't win this game without RJ Barrett. Well, no, they don't win this game without RJ Barrett. And like, again, that's why, you know, and uh, I always try to be fair. That's the thing. I always try to be fair. You could kill RJ for his defense on, on hero tonight. First of all, it wasn't that bad because when it's bad, it it, it stands out, but you know, yeah. But the other thing is like when a player does struggle guarding another player, unless it's complete lack of effort, like that's a lot of that credit goes to the offensive player too. So it's not an equal give and take like the, the offensive production from RJ still matters a lot more than whatever he gave back on the other end. So I, I want to give RJ uh, his, his proper due here. There's also, and look, I'm not making sense about the officials. I don't think, there is a thing about the officials you could make, but I didn't realize that Bam Adebayo has earned the respect of Kevin Garnett, that he could set whatever illegal screen to get Tyler Hero oh, open. He wants staring right at it. Every single screen he set to get that nine Oh run by Tyler Hero late in the game, late in the I third know. quarter to cut the lead from 15 to four was all illegal screens by Bam He's good Adebayo. At it. He's good yeah, at he, it, but so is Kevin Garnett, which is my point. You're able, apparently, to not set your feet on a screen, and you'll be and fine. And certain stars get certain calls. Trey Young gets calls that he gets, and these are the version of mm-hmm. the calls that, that Bam Adebayo gets. Hence why I'm not making it about the refs. I understand, but I'm just commenting. I didn't realize that Pat Riley has apparently sold us that Bam Adebayo is Kevin Garnett nowadays? I'm, I'm uh, watching the Kevin Gar- the the modern day KG is apparently living in the 305. John Macri, did you know that they invented working out down in Miami? Oh, wow. You're really you're digging. You really don't like this. They're thing. the first team ever that was like, hey, you have to show up to training camp in shape, and then for some reason signed Kyle Lowry. You know, um, let's do a quick uh, Weiss and Rosenblum personal injury report, uh, which we actually have some news to report tonight. We said it at the top of the show, but we'll. Um, say it once again. Uh, the Knicks did not have Jalen Brunson tonight for the fourth time all season. Um, 
I guess you would probably define this as the uh, epitome of adding insult to injury because Jalen Brunson, a guy who, uh, as the TNT broadcast crew who are announcing the All-Star selections, made sure to note, all of them, all four of them, had that guy on on their All-Star team, and um, he didn't make it. And that's a that's an injury. Um, and then he was sick tonight, and we hope he gets better for the weekend. Hopefully, it's just a quick bug. Um, we'll see. But yeah, they, they felt his loss tonight. Um, one more time, Weiss and Roseboom, personal injury report, uh, personal injury attorneys. If you think you have a case, speak to a veteran attorney, not a rookie. Give them a call. They will give you an absolutely free consultation. They don't get paid unless you do. Uh, prior results do not guarantee future outcomes. 212. I ah, took the number away. Oh, two sorry. Do <laughs> you remember it from heart? No, I don't. I should. I to hold on. Let me go back. Let me go back. That's okay. I'm still working uh, here on this. There you two, go. 212-366-6100 or Weissandrosenbloom.com. One more time. 212-366-6100. The last thing before we move on to the Super Chats, all kinds of issues down the stretch, although arguably not as many issues as we've seen in some other games. And I guess that's why you guys made the argument that like the offense was actually a little bit more fluid in some points down the stretch because it wasn't your turn, my turn. I completely agree with that. Well, at the same time, I think we could acknowledge that like not having your normal starting point guard in that game at the end also has things that it takes off the table. Um, so there's, yeah. like a, there's a give and take there and they, yeah. they managed to overcome that. So good job by them. It's, they, they were able to get more points than Miami Heat than without Jalen Brunson, without the 20 or however many points he was going to give you today, which I thought they had to find other ways to get offense. Credit to the bench, which was able to kind of use some ball movement and different versions of offense to get points and out it it's where you don't want to qualify what they did when Udonis Haslam the the poster child for heat culture is running around out there for some reason but this shows you also how limited the Miami Heat are which is what I've been telling you I'm not patting my back on with the Miami Heat what I've been saying about them all season on Patreon but like that's a flawed well, basketball team over there that went all in on last season didn't trade for Kevin Durant and now their fan base legitimately hates Kyle Lowry. And I can see why, because if you look at the team, Bam Adebayo, all-star. Jimmy, Ade- Jimmy, Jimmy Adebayo. Jimmy Butler, if he had played, I think, probably five more games. Mm-hmm. He's, he's an all-star. Everybody agrees he's one of the best players in the sport. Um, Tyler Hero, really, really good season. Not all-star season, but good season. Nobody's complaining about him. And then they got these role players who are like, I fear you know, Max Struess when he takes a shot. I fear mm. Gabe Vincent when he takes a shot to some extent. Um, like they have guys who could hit threes. Not um, th- this year, not as much, which is the issue. Not as with, much. Not as much. What has happened this year that they went from the number one team shooting threes because all these guys, I mean, our boy Duncan Robinson didn't see the court tonight, you know, but you're, like, you know, but who are you going to blame? You're going to blame the guys who are slumping from deep or are you going to blame the $30 million guy who's supposed to make it so that you could withstand those collective. Guys yeah. Something. Collective effort. Don't worry. They'll turn it around. Key culture, baby. Hashtag. hashtag. They got this. They got this. They're just going to like flip a switch and then suddenly, oh, wow, we're in the the finals again. That's how basketball works, apparently. All right. You ready to do this? Let's do it. I may need you to uh, assist at times, but I'll I'll tough it out as uh, for as long as I can. Say the word. I'll be right up. uh, We're smoking that Miami Heat pack tonight, as they said. (laughs) That's all I need. I need a cigar. I'm sure my wife would love that. Okay. Giddy up. I can't wait to hear what this is going to be like. By the way. Yes. 
I'm going to give a shout out to our first couple super chats. Why? So this game ended at around 10:15 Eastern Standard Time, maybe closer to 10, yeah, around 10:15 Eastern Standard Time. The first super chat came in at 8:43 p.m. because Red Sarachek was live super chatting the third and fourth quarter. So, we start with the first bunch from Red Sarachek. Okay, love you, Red. I'm gonna get through. I might get these through, through these a little quick. Red Sarachek, how does Evan Fournier get eight straight minutes when he couldn't earn a reserve spot in the Norwegian G League All Star game? Tibbs has done so much for us, but man, adapt just once. Regardless, Seventh Avenue is still getting shut down. So, I actually think this is a great comment to start off with because I was having a conversation earlier today um, in our Discord with um, with Sean about the kind of the yin and the yang of Tibbs. And my, our, we both agreed that his greatest downfall is arguably that he sticks with the plan. He sticks with the plan if he believes in it. If he believes that something is the best way to approach things, even if the results are not as he anticipated, he will stick with it. He will stick with it. He will stick with it because he believes in the process. He believes in process over results. That was a big part of the reason why last season went haywire. It was also a reason they won the game tonight. Because Evan Fournier was dog shit in the first half, stuck with him, put him back out there in the second half, and guess what? Guess who was maybe the as key a player as there was in the second half for the Knicks? Evan Fournier played awesome in in the third quarter and fourth quarter. He comments on that too. Red Star Jack Evsd in the in the fourth quarter is great. He's earned a role as a Norwegian All Star. Awesome. Keep going. Thanks, Red. Red with another one. At this point in the game, I don't know if we won or lost, but I wanted to show that it's not only Tibbs talk when things are mucho sad after a loss. Why would things be mucho sad after a loss? Hashtag Grimes 2024. Hashtag Grimes. I'll vote for him. That works. Yeah. I'm all for that. Uh, Red Sarachak with another one. It's 95-91. Stop the game. We won. Walk off the floor. This is great. Um, Thank you for all the contributions, Red. Really. um, We love you here. Red Sarajek with another one. Top 10 Jules pass to Grimes there. Quentin Grimes better than Eric Adams. I guess he's not a fan of our mayor. I it, no comment, but also cosign. I don't know what to don't know what to tell you there, Red. But um, it was it was a top 10 Jules I would, pass we've ever seen. I would vote for Quentin Grimes. So how about that? And then last one, but from the pregame uh super chats. TJ Akai, if a team playing uh UD at the five and UD Udonis Haslam, I guess. Yes. And bam, is too quick for iHeart. Isn't that grounds to at least try going small? I don't know what is. Benji spot on re OB flashing middle versus zone. Yeah, I love Benji's comment about OB flashing middle versus zone. Um, I thought Isaiah Hardenstein was pretty outstanding tonight. Bam out of bio, that is his. That's why he makes, I don't know what, he, what does he make. He's a, he's a max player. Whatever, max player, whatever, yeah. Whatever his max contract is. Defense is a big part of why he makes his, his max contract, but they don't give max contracts unless your name is Rudy Gobert anymore for defense-only players. Um, and Bam Adebayo is deadly. Absolutely deadly from that zone. I thought Isaiah Hardenstein played his tail off tonight. I thought he was yet again the Knicks' best center um, by a significant margin, as he has been a lot lately. Um, like, I, I, I have less faith in a guy like Obi against a team like this. Um, than others do. I thought Obi was part of a, a part of the reason that they were successful in the in the third quarter. Hit two big shots, hit a big three. The, his as the play you're referencing when he flashed middle, that was important. Um, he also got lost on a screen, 
And it was re- resulted in a uh, wide open three pointer that was a big three in the moment in the fourth quarter. Like that happens too. Um, you know, you need you need defensive rebounds. Like you need all the things. I, I, I didn't have an issue with that. Yeah the the process in which we talked about it on playback was like and and look some some groups need to to search to find credit for Tibbs, but he let that second unit kind of cook in the second quarter and let it get down under six minutes before we got a Julius re-entry. And then the same, oh no, it was the fourth quarter when they fourth were cooking yep. that he let them get under six minutes. It was like, oh, this is, this is actually, it's working and he's letting it ride, you know, which is what you wanted, which look, that's, I thought how they needed to use Obi tonight, which Benji pointed to, he helped you break down the zone, which and- that was killing them in the first half when they couldn't hit a three. Yes. Yeah, no, I thought he look, if I don't know if he's learning lessons about I can't play my starters as many minutes um as I usually do, but um I thought tonight that I, I didn't have any problem with the substitution patterns, I didn't have any problem with the with the minutes allocation. Um RJ played 41, Grimes quickly 37, Julius only 34. Top and 14, you know. Those that's yeah. fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay. All right. Back to the the post game super chats now. By the way, just real quick. The Adonis has them three point attempt. I, listen, some three pointers look like they hurt on certain people. And that was one of those, oh, the 12th man on the roster. That's really more of a, an assistant coach just attempted a three. So I don't think that was his only three point. Uh, Did he take two? Either. No, he took one. He took one. He, he took a, a mid range base. Oh, that's the other one that, yeah. that, Bamp- that uh, Jimmy passed to him. Look, there was a halftime. Uh, excuse me, in between the second, the third and fourth quarter, there was a three-point attempt from a fan from half court. Yes, I, I had heard. more confidence in that going in than Udonis Haslam's all his might three-pointer that went up there. But he culture, baby. That's you got you just gotta trust it. It's it's the same thing as trust the process. He culture, baby. Uh thank you, Andrew. Um, okay, now let's get to the true post-game super chats. Robert Cross, of course, starts us off. I'm glad he waited until after the final buzzer. Otherwise, I think if they lost, I would have blamed you, Robert. If that hero three went in. First time, long time, John. I didn't get to watch the game. How did RJ do tonight? Oh, I'm sure you didn't watch the game. I'll hang up and listen. Hashtag 53 wins. This is a night where if he played like this on offense every night, we would be talking about a guy who was in the all-star conversation. If this was, if, if he just on offense, I'm talking about an offense, he needs to be better defensively. There's no question about that. He needs to be better defensively. But the offensive game we saw from RJ Barrett tonight is a player with an all star upside. It's as simple as that. He had 30 points on 23 shots, which is not the best efficiency, but that's only because he missed all five threes. He's not usually going to make miss all five threes. Moving forward, I have a lot of confidence in him that he's going to make a couple of those threes, in which case it turns into a 36 point night on 23 shots, which looks a lot better. Throw in eight rebounds um, and four assists and like can't ask for anything more. That's why I brought out the crow, you know, um, really, really, really nice game from RJ for sure. hundred percent. Red Sarah check with another one. ATOs rock solid. Stop lobbing to Jules every inbounds. Well, Jules was there, right? Um, Jules was there. He was open and RJ hesitated. Didn't pass in the ball. That's on the inbounder, you know? And again, usually Jalen Brunson is going to be your inbounder there. Um, but 
He wasn't available tonight. Is there someone that could have been a better inbounder than RJ Barrett? Maybe. But I don't know. I I also hear a lot of, you know, we got to entrust RJ Barrett and we gotta we gotta give more responsibility to RJ Barrett and we gotta, you know, RJ's our guy. You know, give the kid a shot. He he should have made the initial pass. Like you design the play so that one guy gets open. That's all you, you know, that you don't usually you don't always get two bites at the apple. I can't tell you how many games I feel like I've been flipping around on league pass over the last few weeks where there is a, a five second violation. Um, you know, which it happens. Thanks, Red. Red with another one. Hart went from a soggy dollar slice to defensive player of the year. He's been good. He's been good for a while now. You know, Hartenstein's a, he, this is the player he is. And, and that was the other thing. And I'm sure the guys were talking about it on playback. Letting him, letting him be the guy that they f- fucking signed for $8 million in the fourth quarter, which is what I, we saw a lot of. Like the guy, hey, guess what? We could pass this guy to the, in the middle of the floor. That's a good way to help break his own. Guy put the ball on the floor, dribble a couple times, make a pass. Um, I don't know how many assists um, Hardenstein had tonight. He ended up with, he only ended up with one assist. I, I don't care. He was at the center of a lot of those positive possessions where the ball was moving around. And, um, and defensively, as you point out, he was quite good. Red Sarah Jack, dribble at the clock, Jules. Regardless, I'm tired. I'm tired too, Red. Don't feel bad. Dan Hidalgo, what's going on, Dan? RJ was decisive on off offense. I'm going to come back to that because I have a thought. I, I thought he made quick decisions all night. Grimes is showing um, he's more than just a 3 and D wing. I think he's been showing us that since the summer league. Um, and yes, completely agree. And how in the world does Tibbs distribute minutes to all these guards? Um, you mean when Brunson comes back? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's going to be tough. They have, I mean, we keep saying it. They have six starters, um, because Emmanuel, the, the, the notion that Emmanuel quickly is like, like not in this, and like, I, we haven't talked about Emmanuel quickly yet because he didn't do like anything explosive tonight, but like, you know, 37 minutes, a great defense. I can't count how many possessions there were where he's there waving his arms around like the shots that were made on him. It was excellent defense. Shots just went in, Um, you know, he was three for eight, but like, it's fine. It's not the end of the world. Um, Your point about RJ being decisive on offense and making quick decisions. I hope I'm not. I'm not trying to play two sides of or both sides of the fence here, but I think there's a difference between making quick decisions, which I agree with you. He did make some quick decisions tonight and rushing because rushing is when RJ Barrett gets into trouble. Now, sometimes attacking quickly is the key, not attacking Emmanuel quickly, attacking fast is the key. But I actually thought there were a lot of possessions tonight where he was pretty patient, but the patience came probably, I think after he saw how the play was developing and how he wanted to execute the play. And then the next step from there, the last step really from him that we're, that I still think we're waiting on is after you go into your move, you know, be a little bit more ready to make the pass. If the pass is the proper play, um, you want to bet? 
You don't want to give me a kiss in front of all, all the fans here? No? Oh, love you. Um, as my wife heads to bed. Um, I love my wife. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's the last thing that I want to see from RJ, um, which I think I still think he could do a better job of. Um, but hopefully that'll come. But yeah, good good game from RJ. Hamdy M, what's going on, Hamdy? Too much stress, you think? But finally, a win at home. Yeah, that's another thing. There's a home win. And like, again, I'm always... I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know? We we know the owner does not like home losses. We know it. It's a, it's a fact. Now, I think he doesn't like home blowouts. I think he, as long as people are cheering and having fun for the majority of the game, he's more okay with it. But at some point, you know, the home record becomes such that it becomes too much to overcome. So, you know, I, listen, if you're the sort of person that wants everybody to get fired and them to start from scratch, then, you know, you probably should have rooted the front of the lose this game. I really wanted them to win this because I want to see what this team could do. I want to see what this group could do, coach included, this regime. I think they've earned the right to continue on. Um, so this was a big win. This was a big win. Um, when you look at the list of things we need to do to eventually compete, winning at home is important. Yep. Completely agree. Danny Gardner. Not employing a switch everything scheme up multiple scores down the stretch of these games is generationally stupid. Why is my uh, Isaiah Hardenstein up in up five with five seconds left? Um, yeah, I think that's fair. That's a fair criticism. Um, I I would imagine <clears throat> that a mistake was made. That's the thing with all of these. We assume we assume the mistake is that they were instructed incorrectly, right? That's the assumption. It's not always the case. I don't know. Maybe it was the case, but like you can't give up a three there. And the fact that there was not someone there to guard that attempt is crazy. Um, It's crazy and it's a mistake and they need to work on it. And the fact that we're 50 something games into the season and we're still talking about this because this is a team that, you know, for the most part, is pretty smart defensively. I don't think they're they're certainly not a dumb defensive team. They're not a well-oiled machine, but they're not a dumb defensive team. And they make some of the dumbest, dumbest defensive errors. And that was one of them. That was like I said, that was the original sin. Can't let him get open. Thanks, Danny. 